0: They go and make a deal with the devil, huh? Wow. Tell our souls, quick decision gets it settled, huh? Great. When did anybody tell you that you're special? I'm in charge. Demons filling up your brain, just a kettle. Now hold
1: on, Mugli. This episode of the podcast me. is with YouTuber, rapper, producer, Fable. He's a great artist in the nerdcore scene. In this podcast, we go through his process of making music, um, some of the ups and downs of being on YouTube. And how combining his passion for gaming with his passion for music led to what he's doing right now. He just has a great mentality when it comes to making music, staying humble, and basically just doing what you love and letting that guide you. That sounded so corny, but it's very true. So let's get into it. Episode 6 of the podcast featuring Fable. Found out about your YouTube channel through um NEM Raps and yeah, just super impressed by the stuff that you do. It's just really cool. You have great beats and smooth flow. Like I, I love the work that you do, man. So that's why I reached out.
0: Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm a fan of your work as well, dude.
1: And um so yeah, let's just start from the beginning. Um when did you start making music?
0: Yeah, um, So I started, when I was in junior high, that's when I first uh, started to play trumpet. Um, When I, I kind of latched onto the trumpet um, throughout high school as well. Um, And I wasn't like creating original music or anything, but it was cool. That's where I learned music theory and uh, just uh, how to really connect with an instrument. Um, After I, after I kind of got tired of playing the trumpet, I picked up a guitar and uh, I, I was in a couple of rock bands in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really started making music when I was about 16. Um, and I haven't stopped ever since. I'm 26 now.
1: Okay, cool. So do you ever play trumpet at all anymore? Is that just in the past now?
0: <laughs> I um, I have it sitting under my desk right now. And uh, I've been wanting to bust it out recently. Um, but um, I, I kind of, I don't really have the time anymore, but... I. I really love. Um, I really loved playing, so I've been thinking about getting back into it. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I started out with one of my first instruments was the clarinet back in elementary school, and then high school. So, if you ever want to, oh, wow, that's awesome, man! If you ever want a trumpet clarinet collab, you'd be down <laughs> to hook that up. Yeah,
0: dude, <laughs> that would uh, that would be lit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, man.
1: Yeah. So, um, what were some of your early influences when you started out? Like getting into, I guess, rapping music now.
0: Yeah. So, um, my first, um, like real exposure to rap was, uh, was Lincoln park. Oh, yeah. Um, when I heard, uh, cause I, I grew up listening to rock music and, uh, when I, when I listened to Lincoln park for the first time, I, I really connected with that sound that Mike Shinoda produced in hybrid theory and meteora. It, it like still hasn't left my head to this day. Um, mm-hmm that was my first real connection with rap music. Like I had, I had heard rap music before that. And I've, you know, I've heard a, a lot of other rap music and there's parts that, you know, there's artists that I love and stuff, but that was the first like emotional connection I had with, with hip hop. Um, and ever you know, it, it just kind of spiraled and snowballed into this big, you know, love and passion for, for what hip hop is.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I took a similar path too. Like I started out with mostly rock music, and then Lincoln Park and also Limp Bizkit were two of the bands that that <laughs> oh, yeah. bridged the gap for me. And um, so like, who are you into today in terms of hip hop?
0: Oh, that's tough. Um, I listen to a lot now, a lot more than I used to. Um, I'm really into Kendrick. Uh, I love I love Damn. Uh, that album was was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Old Eminem um man there's so many artists i i've been listening to a lot of russ i i love drake uh drake's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. um i love uh like young money lil wayne back in those days uh carter three carter four yeah um man i i I go everywhere really (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, it's funny how you you said um old Eminem because that's definitely a, a vibe that I got listening to some of your music, like that flow and also the the storytelling ability that that you hear a lot in like the old Eminem songs. I think that that influence definitely comes through in some of your work now. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's
0: like some of the um I, I'd say roots of my influence, definitely. Um I loved love that style. Um and it's something that I use frequently. Um so I'm glad that that comes through. Cause yeah, that's definitely a huge influence. Yeah.
1: All right. So when did you start um, putting your music on YouTube?
0: Um, I started putting my music on YouTube. So that's tough because I, I had like a little, a couple little different bands that I, we put music on YouTube every once in a while. But the first time I ever started like this channel and really mm-hmm. doing it for real was, it was, it was about two years ago. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be two years in April. Um and it's actually it, it kind of really didn't have to do with nerdcore oddly enough or video game music it was more or less because um I was really into <laughs> competitive esports back in the day yeah. um so music for me and video games were always my two greatest passions um and I loved both of them so much it's 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 pretty much all of my life was invested in those two things but the video games and the music never crossed paths for me mm-hmm. I was always um, a competitive gamer and then a musician on the side. So I do my music and stuff, but I never connected it. And, um, I randomly decided about two years ago to make a song about an esports figure that, uh, that I was just, that I liked at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was a halo pro player. Uh, and I just, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make a song about this just cause I'd never combined my two passions before. And, uh, I just kept doing it. And all of a sudden I I realized there was this huge community of people that do this. And it was so it was so eye opening and awesome because it gave me context to write music about. And because I loved video games so much, I had just never thought about combining them. And when once I did, it was like this door opened up in my life and it was like, whoa, like like everything I've ever wanted in one package. And and I just never stopped. And I, I don't think I ever will.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, just out of curiosity, like, what games were you playing competitively?
0: I played Halo um, competitively first and foremost. Uh, I played mm-hmm. Halo Three competitively. I went to an MLG uh, tournament for that game, uh, Halo Reach as well. Even though it wasn't, I didn't like it as much as Halo Three, but I, I still went to compete in MLG events for that game as well. Okay. Um, I've played at the top level of like Overwatch and uh, League of Legends and uh counter strike just a lot of different um competitive first person and moba games mm-hmm. um, that uh, my friends are actually at that pro level um they're a lot better than me um but those are those are like i i have established connections and friendships and long lasting relationships through those video games so um i don't think i'll ever quit playing them but those are the games that those are the games that i played the most oh that's really cool do you like play competitively at
1: at all anymore like enter tournaments or anything
0: I try (laughs) I try to go in and hang with my old my my buddies and uh, I've been taking this music stuff so seriously for the last couple years that I've kind of you know it's it really is a lot of muscle memory uh, at that level because people don't understand just how just how focus intensive video games can be at the top level Um, if you're playing Counter-Strike or Halo or anything that requires um, you know hand-eye coordination it's just like sports if you don't practice your jump shot in basketball every day uh you start to lose it and you start to your muscle memory goes away and it's the same thing with video games um since i didn't play them for solely fun for so many years and i wanted to win and i wanted to compete so bad it can be frustrating going back and, <laughs> yeah, and playing sometimes imagine. because uh i i just don't you know i don't got it no more <laughs> <laughs> but i try all right so um
1: yeah, back to the music. Um, what's your creative process, like, like, how do you go from, I guess, an idea to the completed song? or even before that, how do you get the idea for a song? Like decide this is what I'm gonna make now?
0: Yeah, that's um, so a lot of it has to do nowadays, a lot of it has to do with trend. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I go in and I, I do some research and I find out what people want uh, me to make songs about first and foremost. and, um and stuff like that um uh, but that's not the case all the time i have a lot of passion projects too but um it's it depends on the moment um if you know a hot game is coming out soon and i know that i'm going to be making a song for it um it's kind of a weird process i uh i really just kind of lock myself away for a while and i try to become like i try to get into character and really feel the game out and i do a lot of research i watch all the let's plays that I can. And I ingest any kind of, you know, information if I haven't played the game that I can about it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just disappear into my room, into my research. And then um, at a certain point, I just, I either pick out an instrumental and lease it, or I create one myself if I, if I can't find the right one. And I, I just sit there and I try to make what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I don't really have a, a set of steps. Um, it's really weird. I just kind of black out and I just, I just try to, I, I try to add to the, to the um, atmosphere mm-hmm. of what I'm surrounding myself with.
1: Okay. That's cool. And, um, like how long does it usually take for you? Like, um, I know you come out with a song every week, but like, do you have like a rough estimate of how much time it takes you, like of actually working on it, including research and recording and everything? Like how much time do you spend per song?
0: I'd say I spend about sixty hours, okay. and I do that, and I I do it every week. Um, uh, but it, it's something that I love so much that I just kind of surround my life with it. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a wife as well, um, <laughs> that I love to spend time with. And when I do disconnect from my music, it's with her. And uh, recently, you know, I did a semester of college, which made it really tough. Um, I missed one week this this semester because I had so many um added obligations, but. Mm-hmm all in all, it takes me about 60, it takes me about 60 hours, um, including research and, and, and obviously that varies. Um, sometimes projects go longer and sometimes things happen really, really quickly. Um, Mm. sorry, I know that's kind of vague, but that, that's a good rough (laughs) estimate. I'd say 60 hours. Okay. So, um, do you like,
1: uh, outsource any of the work that you do, like in terms of video editing or mixing and mastering stuff, or is, is it all you?
0: Uh, no, not nothing. Uh the only thing I outsource is um you know, it, sometimes I lease beats um and I pay the producers for that. Um it depends on it depends on the the song and stuff. I, I was leasing a lot more beats recently because I was in school and I didn't have I had to cut my workflow in half time. Yeah. Um and the only way I could keep up with my own schedule during full time college was to actually lease the instrumental so that I only had to do half the work. Mm-hmm. Um But other than that, no, I do I do it all and uh i like i like it that way i like having control of my sound and um you know every week is a competition with myself yeah um and it gets really addicting because i'm not ever satisfied with what i produce and i'm always hungry to do better so i think i'm just a very competitive person in nature um whether it's video games or music but i'm i'm really competitive with myself i i always want to produce a better song than i did last week and I like having full control over that because then I know it, it was my work and I did it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's about it.
1: Yeah, that's a great mentality to have. And it's definitely working out for you because the stuff that you're making is really, really good. And you've also, all right, I think I, there's been like some serious growth with your channel lately. I'm not sure if it's just like a recent thing, but it seems like there's like a lot of growth yeah. going on. And um, um,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, my growth, kind of, well, I'm fortunate. I'm I'm very fortunate and blessed and lucky to be where I'm where I'm at right now. Um, I can't believe it. <laughs> every day, and I know that sounds cliche or whatever, but seriously, like I tell my wife every day, like I can't. I literally can't believe that this is happening. Like, I dreamt about this my entire life. Um, and I tried so hard in so many other avenues to to do this, to do music or to do games. Um. And to really be successful with it. And it never it never worked for me. So to be where I'm at now is seriously a blessing. I, I'm thankful every day for that. Um, how it happened was um, initially the Pokemon Go. Well, the first thing I, that happened was I made a song about Shot, who's a professional or an ex-professional Call of Duty pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a song about him and he liked it. Uh, he liked it so much that he actually shared it on Twitter. He plugged me um, on Twitch while he was live and all this incredible stuff. So that kind of is what initially set my addiction into motion was when he gave me that plug. And then the next big thing that happened was Pokemon Go. Um, I had just a there was a time in last October when I was gaining 2000 subscribers a day. That was incredibly mind blowing. Um, and I I like I kind of. that That was a good learning experience for me because I went I went viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a, a video it has over two million hits now my Pokemon Go team rap battle and I, I got a, a lot of love on my other team songs and I, I'm gonna be honest with you I kind of thought like as long as I didn't quit I was like as long as I keep going now as long as I stay hungry and I keep improving and I make better music I'm Gucci like <laughs> it's all uphill from here yeah. and that was when I learned um, just how how crazy YouTube is because uh, right after that Pokemon Go spike uh, came the this, this spiral downwards and it was really tough uh at the beginning of this year to continue doing doing it every week but um i'm so thankful every day that i pushed through that um because now i'm at a point where i just had my second spike ever which was with the cuphead um mm-hmm. with the cuphead songs and it was just unbelievable and uh and the hype is wearing down for cuphead now but now that i've gone through one spike i understand how the system works and i'm just getting hungry and ready for that next thing that comes out um And, uh, yeah, so my growth pattern has been up, it's been full of ups and downs, but I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure every YouTuber, um, that's been successful can tell you their horror stories too. Yeah, for sure. And, um, so
1: would you say that's one of the harder parts, like dealing with, I guess, those down moments when like, it feels like you're doing better work, but, um, maybe the audience isn't responding the way that you'd hope.
0: You know, it, it is, it's, it's been like, seriously life-changing in so many ways like it's me it's made me grow as a person uh it's it's really like it's changed me as a person um learning how to deal with that um (laughs) has been one of the hardest things i've ever done i've been i was active duty in the military for four years Mm -hmm. uh in the navy uh and it wasn't anything compared to this like the mental struggle struggle that i went through at the beginning and it, it changed me as a person and yeah it it taught me it taught me so much and you know, the greatest thing that I learned from that and the great, the biggest tip that I can give to any YouTuber trying to to get anywhere with it, what they're doing is like, you cannot stop. Like you can't quit. Mm -hmm. Like, like if something happens to you, that's bad, especially on YouTube, you got to take it, move it to the side and just do better. Um, and that has, that has carried on out of YouTube into my regular life. Uh, Really awesome community of people in Nerdcore, NEM Raps, Hard Ninja, uh, Rocket Gaming, JT Music, uh, like all of Nerd Out, really. Um, I could go on for days. Daddy Fat Snaps, uh, my homie Divide, Zach Boucher. I, I, could, I could literally go on for days of the community uh, or just of this awesome support group that I've had that have helped me uh, continue doing what, I, what I'm doing. Uh, but those hardships were indeed the hardest thing to deal with all right yeah i'm glad that
1: you found found a way to learn from all that and that it's that like, yeah and you push through it and it also it's cool that it, it like affects your life outside of music too and that you're i guess a better person because of all these struggles so yeah that's awesome to hear
0: yeah thanks man appreciate it you know when you when you do it by yourself too uh you know like i do everything by myself i don't have anybody that i'm that i'm even working with so there was a while there where i wasn't in school and i wasn't doing anything besides full-time this and i i, f- I felt so fortunate to be doing what i was doing but <laughs> you know after a while six months of being by yourself and doing your own work the, the walls start to cave in so mm-hmm. I, it taught me a lot about how to you know get out and uh see the world and create a better schedule for myself yeah so um
1: yeah you just named a a bunch of like i guess big names in in the the YouTube nerdcore scene and I was just wondering like how did I, I know you've worked with nerd out I saw your Collabs with divide the really cool stuff and um How did how did your like first YouTube collabs
0: come together? Yeah, um So the first the, the major thing that happened to me was I reached out to JT um, M- Music or at the time they were JT Machinima mm-hmm. and I reached out to them uh, via email and I sent them a real long email that was probably you know cringy or whatever because I was really trying so hard at the moment and I was just saying I was hungry to work and um, you know if they ever needed somebody that I was there and I was ready uh, and you know they, they shot me back a really nice email and they were you know saying that they weren't looking to work with, with me at the moment but they they invited me you know to talk to a bunch of other video game musicians in a discord server and that was a moment where a lot of stuff started to open up for me um I, I one of the first big youtubers that reached out to me was tryhard ninja and i'm so grateful for that um and i love the guy and he you know he was one of, yeah he's pretty much one of the first major uh, other nerd artists that i worked with also daddy fat snaps um you know i i started working with him early on because we were around I mean, he was he was smaller than me after my Pokemon Go spike, but he was just a, so good that I was like, as soon as I saw his channel, I was like, oh, I got to work with this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, so I reached out to him and that was awesome because he, re- he hit me back and we made some really cool stuff. Um, and from there, it's just kind of been a snowball. Nerd Out asking me to be on um, or to work with them was one of, one of the coolest moments uh, yet as well, because obviously I looked up to them greatly. Still do. Um Yeah. Those opportunities came from me just reaching out, trying, uh, every, every day to email these people and, uh, just say, Hey, um, I'm here. If you need me, I'm hungry to work. Um, I work fast Mm -hmm. and that was it. All right.
1: Cool. Cool. And are there any other artists that are kind of on your wish list right now
0: that you'd like to collab with? Oh, I got a lot of artists that I'd like to collab with. You know, the problem, the problem with, with my workflow is that I work by myself and I have to work so quickly mm-hmm. that a lot of times I just don't have time to outsource. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of artists that I want to collab with, mm-hmm. um, that I haven't yet. Um, honestly, there's too many to name for real. Like I, I, I'll tell you one, two big ones. Okay. Two big ones that I'd really love are JT music. I would absolutely love to work with them because they're a huge influence of mine. And I think that they, they're incredible. Uh, and then Dan Bull. Uh, I've looked up to Dan Bull for a long time. And I- I've looked up to a lot of other artists as well. But, you know, I'm grateful because I've had the um, opportunity to work with most of them so, so far. But mm-hmm. Dan Bull and JT Music are the two that I haven't worked with yet that um, I would love. I would absolutely love to work with those two. Yeah, they're both pretty
1: awesome. And um, so, like, is th- I guess it seems like a lot of what you learned, um, on YouTube and like how to do this stuff is, um, through trial and error, or I'm not sure if it is like, is there anything that you were reading or watching to learn how to, I guess, get better at music production or, um, writing or just YouTube in
0: general? Yeah. Um, music production, excuse me, music production is has become uh, and before this channel I didn't even know this but um, mixing mastering and just music production in general has become one of my greatest passions Um, and it really just like I I learned the basics of of what I needed like how to EQ how to you know buy a lease beat and try and fit some vocals into it and produce a master that people will enjoy I learned the basics of it and then I so I just got infatuated like I, I became obsessed and still to this day I I have so much fun um producing that I'm always on YouTube I'm always trying to learn new things um I'm I'm always trying to push the limits when it comes to my production because I've just become so in love with it um mm-hmm. it's it's YouTube tutorials it's uh paying for professional lessons online it's it's doing anything I can to gain knowledge um and whenever I'm not writing that's that's really what I'm doing because <laughs> I, I yeah I'm just addicted to it I love it nice Um, are there any like specific channels that you go to? Um, no, there aren't really any specific channels I go to. It's usually situational. So like, Mm -hmm. uh, if, you know, if I'm trying to, let's say, improve my master chain or really learn how to export my mix at a low volume and really make, you know, you know, make that pop in the master with the multi-band compression, all that. I'm just going to go into YouTube and I'm going to search for what I'm trying to do. And I'm just going to find a bunch of videos that all have good likes to dislikes. And, you know, they sound professional and I'm going to take information from all those sources and really just apply it to what I'm doing. And I'm going to take from it what I want and what I thought was good. And then that's just kind of how that happens. I don't have like a set producer or a set instructor or like people on youtube that i go to i really just it's it's all situational and and it is trial and error it's can i make this happen let me try it first by myself um let me let me experiment and if i can't find that sound i want because then i'm I'm gonna go on youtube and search for it but Mm -hmm. i truly believe that um figuring things out on your own and really trying to figure out how to do everything the way you want to do it it kind of makes you have a sound like a Mm -hmm. specific sound and I think that's a really cool like that that's what i'm most proud of is is trying to you know create my own sound like nobody sounds like me yeah and that really comes from trial and error and experimentation i i think
1: yeah that's that's awesome man and um yeah just one more thing if they like what's one thing that you know now like after all your experience with making music and putting it on YouTube, what's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew from the very beginning?
0: Ooh, uh, structure. Mm-hmm. I I think structure is super important. And uh, going on into two thousand eighteen, I want to add more structure to myself, uh, to my brand, to my music, um, and. I really wish when I was first starting that I would have kept on my uh, Saturday release schedule and I would have established all that stuff because then I'd be further now. But at the end of the day, I mean, um, I wouldn't change a thing, I guess. But yeah, structure is something that I would I would apply more now. And I wish I would have applied a little bit more back then. But it's it's an ongoing learning process. Um, yeah, structure.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's definitely important and something I, I wish I incorporated from early on too, like when I was starting out, it was just whenever I felt like it, whenever it was done. So sometimes it'd be a couple days, sometimes weeks. And yeah, it's not really how YouTube works.
0: No, yeah, like for real, like if you're a smaller YouTuber trying to get bigger, um, especially in the Nerdcore community, like if you look at JT Music or you look at NerdOut or you look at, um, you know, anybody that's uploading on a consistent schedule and it's working for them, uh, Rocket Gaming, People, people are branding themselves um, with really cool logos, and they're releasing music when it's expected. And um, I think it really helps. It, it just helps brand you. Um, mm-hmm. There's something now about my little yellow icon in the bottom left-hand corner that you know tells people like this is a fable track. And mm-hmm. there's something you know that I think that's worth a lot. Um, it's worth a lot to me and and my brand. And it's something I wish I would have paid attention more to um when i was first starting because i I was going through phases where i'd pump out two or three songs a week Mm -hmm. and it was just sporadic like oh i feel it right now i'm gonna make this song and then i'm gonna release it um and i I didn't have any rhyme or reason to why i was doing that but i wish i would have established more of a upload schedule back then Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so what are your goals going forward like what do you see yourself doing or like aiming towards right now other than just making better music?
0: Um, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, first and foremost, I wanna make music that I'm proud of mm-hmm. and that I love. Uh, it's like my greatest love and passion in life, and uh, I just wanna really make the best thing that I can. Uh, and then second, I wanna be successful and I wanted to take care of my wife. Uh, and that's just me being straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I always wanted. I got out of the military with the dream of doing this. yeah, and. It's something that I have my, my mindset on and I, you know, I, I really want to, I, I would love to hit a million subs someday and I'm not going to stop until I, I get there. Um, That's just my mentality. Like I, I will get it. Mm. Um, It's just, it's just, I got to put in the work to get there. So that's, you know, my goals are pretty, are pretty simple. I want to, I want to keep doing what I love doing. I want to get better at it and I want to share it with the world because I, I just, I love it. All
1: right, man. Yeah. With that passion and like your hunger for learning and just this mentality that you have, like I have no doubts that a million subs is on the way. And
0: thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And I wanted to say a quick shout out to, uh, I just listened to your uh, other podcasts with like Nem and Game Boy and stuff. Uh, First, I wanted to say shout out to you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity and, uh, shout out to Nem for, for shouting me out in the. That podcast he did with him. Uh I love. I love that guy. He's been nothing but just awesome since since I've come in contact with him. And um I-, I really appreciate what you're trying to do with this podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, man. And yeah, I feel the same way about Nem. He's that bigger YouTuber who he like he just seems to have I like I don't know if you've experienced this, but like every time or most of the time when I reach out to a YouTuber who's bigger than me, like I'm going to get ignored. So so like, yeah. and, but if you reach out to somebody smaller, then that's when you'll get a response. So it's like, there's these rare people who, who aren't that concerned, I guess, with the subscriber numbers and who are willing to work with people who are smaller than them. If they see like some potential in them and yeah, NEMS one of those people. And I I really appreciate him as well for like,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, he's still humble and and that's something that's so rare in the entertainment industry or you know on youtube usually um but yeah no he's so humble it's such a great guy and th- you know there's a lot of them in the nerdcore community it's really really cool community to be a part of but yeah there's nothing better than hitting somebody up and, and getting that um you know humble humanity
1: yeah for sure all right man i'm gonna
0: wrap it up there thank
1: you again for doing this and i'm um... I'll be following your channel looking forward to all the stuff that you come out with next and yeah hopefully Thanks. hopefully we can collab
0: on something eventually i'd like i'd love to do that yeah man i'd love to i'd love to do it too man i, I was just listening to your 21 savage uh cover and uh a baseline man <laughs> 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 that baseline was raw dude i gotta i gotta get some guitar work from you and, and, and get some we'll do something all right for sure. it'll be awesome
1: Yo, what up, it's Valor, we were asked to go first Spittin' flames,
0: trace, and we on the first verse You know we're powerful, other teams are worse, and that's undoubtable No Mystic Instinct bitch will ever touch me, cause I'm bout it, fool, we out Hydro it on you, Valor, yeah, we're Mystic Squad You really think you're powerful? Come meet us in the parking lot